Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Good morning, beautiful Liz. <laughs> Good morning, gorgeous Deb. Be beautiful, tall, <laughs> drink of water Liz. Oh my gosh, we're going to touch on that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're going to touch I'm on that. I'm not as tall as you. No, but you're beautiful <laughs> and you're talented and you're awesome. And I'm going to grab a tissue right now because okay. I may need it. Well, um, we've been chatting about not about being who you are. You can't help the vessel that you were born in. You know, yeah. and so if it happens to be a tall, beautiful vessel, sometimes there's issue with that yeah. in our own selves. We can't, we, it's, it's hard to, to, to accept that or really, really be in that because other people around you sometimes aren't nice to you because of that. Yeah. And so we're going to talk a little bit today about being, about combating other people's perceptions of who you are mm -hmm. and finding your own center and your mm -hmm. own joy mm -hmm. and what brings you joy. So Deb, what brings you joy? Oh, <laughs> I mean, you're a performer. Does folding clothes a certain way and getting rid of certain things? I love Marie Kondo. It's, you know, yeah. isn't that her name? She just says, you know, throw it out. If it doesn't yeah, bring you I joy, actually, throw it out. I actually do enjoy like cleaning out a closet and yeah. organizing things and getting rid of things that that actually does bring me joy honestly yeah. i i i love um house projects painting the walls you know right. i it kind of becomes a big mess before it, it comes back together but i love i i really do enjoy do you change out your house often you know your rooms and um, stuff i know you recently did some stuff in your kitchen yeah. do you do that fairly regularly I mean, yes and no. Okay. You know, I mean, I my bathroom was a certain way for 10 years, and one day I just thought, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to fix this. <laughs> so I've been in the process of changing that. Um, and it does. It, it gives me joy transforming things. I'm the kind of person that, like, I can walk into a an old crummy house, and my mind can, my mind sees it fixed up. So you should have been a home makeover kind of person, maybe. maybe in another life. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah. I actually, I mean, I told my handyman, his name is Jay. I told Jay the other day, I feel like I'm a better painter than I even am, and and like painter and I don't know than I am a musician. I feel like oh. I'm almost more skilled and more, I'll say, talented at doing that kind of stuff than I am even as a musician. It just comes easy, and I like doing it. I love singing, too, and yeah. I'm pretty good, but, yeah, you yeah. know. So I, you own a business, you sing, you play mm -hmm. instruments, you and you remodel your home. Yeah, and like so you have home. a lot of things that, I do. that you're good at, but do but they bring joy? joy? Yeah, you know, one thing that truly brings me joy is being... Um, on the, the days that our school does our showcases right. and I sit back 
and I observe all of the people who are taking lessons here and watching them perform and get up in front of their parents and family and friends and performing. And I mean, those days, there's like three or four of them a year, I would say are probably the most profound moments of joy that I happen to get in this season of my life. I, I, Watching um, other people get better mm-hmm. and to succeed. Yeah, that brings I, you joy. That that yeah, I love watching all the people, you know, doing doing what they're doing and learning and growing. So that is huge. Um, spending quality time with my friends and my kids brings me joy. Yeah. I just spent a really good weekend with my daughter. Um, so that brings me joy. Yeah, right. Um, spending time with my husband. Most of the time, <laughs> I think we can both say we can. Uh, we can well, all say he, that he would say that about me too. Right, so. of course. But yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, as I've gotten older, I have found more places in my life or spaces in my life where I find joy. Um, I I tend to be kind of a workaholic, busy person, and I recognize that that does not bring me joy. That brings me something that I'm trying to work on. I've got some places in myself that I need to, I need to stop distracting myself with being so busy because I think I do that to avoid things. Okay. And I'm recognizing that I'm still avoiding some things. Okay. And so I don't want to be doing that. I want to be present in all the areas of my life. So, I, you know, singing brings me joy, Still, but I I also recognize that as I get older, I don't feel like I'm like the singer that I was even 10 years ago. I can feel it kind of changing and, and kind of maybe winding down and maybe I'm going to not be singing so much right. at this point. I mean, still singing, of course, mm-hmm. because I still enjoy it. But You know, I think about these amazing people like Julie Andrews, mm-hmm. you know, who was such an amazing singer and did so many movies and all that. Yeah. And several years ago, she had some vocal issues right. and she had surgery. And, right. and basically, she'll never sing again. Not, um, mm-hmm. not Certainly not the way she did. Right. And she has publicly said, uh, you know, my singing days are now behind me. Right. And, and yet... Yet she has joy. It's like that wasn't her only reason exactly. for for living. Exactly. And I think all of us kind of have to get to that point. We, we, and getting older can really be a challenge sometimes mm-hmm. because we have we start losing that edge that we had right. in whatever area right. that we're well, in. Well, we start losing the edge in our beauty and our looks. Yeah. We start losing the edge in what we can do physically and you know, I mean, and unless you're like a painter or something like that, mm-hmm. and, and a more of a um, visual artist, mm-hmm. I would think that you could continue to do that, you know. But when you're, when, like if you're a dancer or a singer or maybe even a piano player or a guitar player, you know, I mean, I've got a musician friend in my life who's a drummer who, you know, as he got older, started having issues in one of his feet. And so that compromises his playing to a degree. And so as we age, if we have with our whatever our art is, if it's physical, you know, it might start to decline a little bit unless you're Tony Bennett. (laughs) (laughs) I know it. And then you just go on and on and on Mm -hmm. until it's until your body completely gives out. He's just he's he's I'm in love with him. (laughs) So but you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So I think. You know, 
finding other areas to be creative if if you are a creative person and mm-hmm. being open to that you know like say Julie Andrews I mean okay that probably was hard for her but she figured out other things to do with her creative self didn't wasn't she writing maybe some children's books yes, or something like yes, that yes along with her daughter yeah, yeah yeah so um you know life isn't over and, right. you know, both you and I are approaching like a kind of a milestone <laughs> birthday. And I, I was saying t- uh, this morning on another Zoom meeting I was on that I was having a, a milestone birthday and that I was coming into the to the the highlight of my old age. <laughs> so, right. You know, and I want to look forward to these years, not have regret and not have you know, wah, 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 I don't sing as well as I used to, or whatever. I want to be excited about the new things that I can do right. and the things that I'm going to get to do. Right. You know, right. and try to find joy. I mean, that's such a hard question because, especially in the world we're in, there doesn't seem like there's much joy out there. And then, for me, I'll start feeling guilty Okay, I'm feeling happy and peaceful. <laughs> oh, well, I shouldn't. Like, that's bad somehow because what's going on around me right. is, is not. Especially right outside our door in this particular location. We have a lot of homeless right, outs- yep. right outside the door. Yeah, and, and I have personal friends who are struggling very, very intensely. And, you know, if you're an empathetic, I'll say an empath yeah. type, it's hard to to enter in to somebody's pain and not take it on and have it rob you too. Right. So there's a there's a balance of trying of entering in, which is a beautiful thing to be able to do. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that I feel like I can do that. But at the same time, I need to be able to 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 breathe and you know stay in my own self, I guess. Right. And you know, does that make sense? Oh, totally. Yeah. Because it just, it does feel very, very heavy. Mm-hmm. And I was having a conversation with my mom the other day and I just said, you know, just, I am just struggling with finding my purpose, with finding mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to do next. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of my joy. I'm just well, struggling and, with and that. And so that's my question to you. Yeah. Is, is what things bring you joy at this well, and and so my mom has a very a very uh, light view of what of what that is, and and for her it's it's serving others, and so she just says you just need to serve others. That'll bring you joy. Just serve others, and you know, it, it's yes, that definitely brings sure. joy to some people, but we're not all the same. The world wouldn't survive if we were all the same. Right. So what brings you joy is different from what brings me exactly. joy. And as we find our joy and, or our bliss, as we as we get involved in the pocket that we're created to be mm-hmm. in, then the world can be a, a much better place because we're all kind of doing our job, our purpose right. for being alive, right. you know. And together we make the world go round kind of thing. Um, really what brings me joy, of course, I love being with my grandson. He turned five yesterday. Aww. I can't hardly believe Aww. it. I baked a dinosaur cake. Um, for his birthday, which it was, was it was awesome, unfreaking believable. People. It was it was pretty cool. Oh um, my god! <laughs> but here's the thing, you know, and and as a creative person, 
you, I am able to look at something and say, well, I need to create a dinosaur skin. What can I do? How can I create a dinosaur skin? Well, I know how to make fondant. Fondant is easy. It's just marshmallows and powdered sugar. That's fondant, all that it fondant. is. Fondant. Fondant. I have never heard of that. Well, when you see a cake that's got this smooth outer coating over the outside of it, that's usually fondant. Okay. Okay. As opposed to just a buttercream icing. Okay. Which, in and of itself, is fabulous. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but that smooth outer covering on, like, a wedding cake or a, a cake that's designed to look like a hat or look, you know, whatever. It's mm -hmm. usually got fondant over the top of it. And fondant is very easy to make. It's very um, forgiving. And it's it's fun to work with. Okay. And you can create all kinds of really fun things with fondant. And so I thought, well, how do I make a dinosaur? How do I make dinosaur skin? Well, I'll make a green fondant, and then I've got this lace out here in my in my uh, she shed. I have all these pieces of fabric, and I've got this incredible piece of lace. So I just laid that over the top of the fondant and rolled it out and created the most amazing skin on this dinosaur. Yeah. I, I wish you had a picture of it. <laughs> it's. Just, it's Really cool. You yeah. should post that. On I will. Our, on I'll, our page. I'll post it when we put this up. I'll post a picture. Mm -hmm. But it was. Um, it, but here's the thing, is that my grandson brings me joy, and doing this for him brings me joy, um, and doing it for his friends and all that. That brought me joy. His parents, everybody was so happy with the cake, but making the cake doesn't necessarily bring me a ton mm -hmm, of joy mm -hmm. because it creates a mess. And I'm also very, very worried about it, making sure that, yeah. that it, everything is done, you know, very specifically. Yeah. Making sure that it doesn't fall apart. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of construction that goes on when you're doing a what two, was the three layer. What was the flavor of cake inside? A vanilla. He wanted vanilla cake with Did a chocolate frosting. Did you not want to cut it? Well, we cut it. I know you guys did, but like, I wouldn't want to cut things. <laughs> I should have made it red velvet so it just looked like you were killing a dinosaur. Yeah. That would be totally yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, he doesn't know how cool that would have been because he asked for the vanilla frosting with the chocolate. Maybe when he gets a little older, I'll say, you know, there's something called red velvet. We can mm -hmm. make it look like it's being hacked to death like they talk about in Steel Magnolias there you and go. the Armadillo Cake. Yeah, that's right. That poor thing looks like it was being hacked to death. Um, <laughs> but... Um, and so that doesn't necessarily, the process of it doesn't necessarily bring me a whole bunch of joy mm -hmm. because it's kind of a stressful thing for me. My kitchen is kind of small, mm -hmm. you know, those kinds of things. But um, what does bring me joy, and I will, I will, I have I have known this since I was very young, is being part of a team. And I know that we've talked about this before because that's what actually draws me to the theater. That's what draws me to like a church choir or mm -hmm. a community choir is being a part of a team. Right. But I have been accused on a couple of occasions of wanting to be in charge and I've been kicked off the team. I have been accused of trying to, you know, of, of, of being the leader when I'm not the leader, and I've been booted off the team. Those times when that has happened, and I'm sure that everybody can relate to that because it's happened to all of us. Mm -hmm. We've been suspended from something or right. fired or right. whatever. Right, right, right. But 
you know, to be accused of wanting to be in charge is really tough for me because the last thing I want to do is be in charge. I want to be a part of the team. But here's the thing is that when you're six feet tall and you... And strikingly beautiful. (laughs) Well, thank you. You can be intimidating. It's intimidating. Mm -hmm. And I I I recognize... I can see that. I mean, I can see it. At the same time, I don't like it. Right. You know? Right. And and you might not do that to me because you have maybe more confidence. And so you know the, your place and your position and you know what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So you don't find a reason to have to project onto me any kinds right, of, right. you know, well, bad Well, honestly, thinking. I would want you to be in charge. <laughs> Because and, I don't want to be in charge. Well, and either. I have been in charge of things. And if I'm in charge, I will I will be in charge with every fiber of my being. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not in charge, I will be the team player with every fiber yeah. of my being. But because I've done both roles, I think that it I can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. And I'm intimidating because I'm six feet tall. I'm intimidating because I have a big voice, mm-hmm. because I have a big because, presence. Because you're and you speak out and if you have an idea about something you're gonna say I or do. a suggestion, you're not gonna just sit there and I do let people you know, I do. And if I think that I can make something better, or if I have an idea that I want to bring to the table, mm-hmm. I do not hesitate to bring it to the table. But I also don't expect you or the other people on the team to assume that I'm trying to take over right. or that I am going to be, you know, grumpy if my idea is not accepted. Right. Because that is that could not be farther from the truth. Right. And yet people make those assumptions based on my mere presence. Right. You know, my size, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. my bigness, yeah. my yeah. Uh, confidence. Yeah. All of those things work against me. Um, or, or or have in some have in some mm-hmm. yeah. And they don't always, of course. And I think that that all of us have strengths mm-hmm. that are also our biggest weaknesses. Yes, yeah, for sure. You know, for, for sure. sure. Well, it's kind of what I just was saying a minute ago. I think for me, one of my biggest strengths is is my kind of my empathy quality, but it 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 can be a not good thing too because it gets me all out of balance and out of whack. Right. You know. Right. So it's like. There's always like a little dark side to a, a an area that you're you're good at or you know whatever. I totally get it. I have mm-hmm. you know the pandemic has not been terribly kind mm-hmm. to a couple of my kids who are artists, and so it, it's been hard on them. And so I carry this weight of the challenges that my kids are facing, mm-hmm. even though they're adults. I still carry this weight, right, and. Unfortunately, if I give advice, well-meaning advice, mm-hmm. I can be seen as being judgmental right. or critical. Right. Because they're adults who right. want who don't need to be mothered. Right. But it is not my intention to mother. You're just It is my intention to try to see them out of this melancholy or this place of malaise mm-hmm. that the pandemic has kind of has, brought on. Right, right. And it's not their fault. Right. And it's not my fault. No. And, you know, and so that is 
that is their deal. If they look at me and say, you're trying to mother me or you're, I have to remind myself that I'm not doing that. Right. That that is their perception. Right. So out of respect for them, I will then back off. But that doesn't mean that I don't still carry it. Right. Right. You know, it doesn't mean that I still don't worry. It doesn't mean that I'm still not scared. It doesn't mean that I'm still not hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still I going do. to carry that. Yeah. And sometimes carrying that, the weight of what your family is going through or what your community or your mm-hmm. country is going is, through is, is very, very hard. It's very, very hard. I, 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 again, I have a couple friends in my very immediate circle who are going through extremely difficult situations and and I I do I find myself I I carry it as well. Yeah. You know, I I carry what's going on and and it's it's just there. Right. And right. you have to still do your life, you still have to do your work, you still have to have your relationships, you still have to be present. But it's there. Right. And it's tricky. And it gets in the way of gets in the way of those relationships and it sometimes gets in the way of the job and it mm-hmm. you know. And my husband is incredible and fabulous and I'm grateful to have him and I'm lucky to have him. Um, one thing he's very good at is compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. He's very good at that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of men are in fact they really are. Good I at mean, it's, it. it's kind of a, a, a little gift that they get. It is. <laughs> it is a gift that they get, and they're they're better, generally speaking, at compartmentalizing than women are, mm-hmm. and that is why men and women complement one another. Yeah. You know, and it's also why they fight. It also <laughs> is why they fight because you want them to feel, damn it, you exactly. want them to feel as bad as you do. Exactly. You know. So I mean, it's, again, back it's, to Steel Magnolias. I just want to hit her and yeah. hit her hard, and make her feel as bad as I do. <laughs> well, it's 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 that yin and yang. Yeah. It's that you know, it's a good thing to be able to compartmentalize, but there's a dark side to that too, and that yeah. is then there's conflict because. You don't talk about stuff, and right. I mean, it's just—it's also very complicated. Yeah, Human it really beings is. Are, we're so complicated. Yeah. Oh, really, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so being a part of a team, and it's been something that I've that I've always sought after mm-hmm. is this this team thing. So I think for me, the pandemic has been particularly challenging in that area mm-hmm. because everything that I'm a, te- a part of a you team, can't be. I can't be. And so even the theater, even though we're, we're back to being open and I worked the other night and I seated people and I greeted people, but we were almost two weeks, was it a week and a half? About a week and a half late in opening a show. Yeah, did you work at um, Roger Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you work at the door? At the door. Oh, cool. Uh Yeah, I saw Greg. (laughs) Uh, Greg was there that night. Um, And and several of the kids that I once directed when they were kids Mm -hmm. came, and it was so nice to hug those young adults who were 10, 11, 12 when I started working with them, and now they're parents. Wow. You know? 
And um, so, yeah, I did get a chance to work the door, but something that the ambassadors, we're ambassadors, the ones who stand at the door and greet you, um, there's about six or eight of us. And once every two or three months, we would get together and have dinner and plan out the schedule for the next few months. Okay. And it's basically, oh, I'll work that night. I'll work that night. Oh, I can't work that night. Oh, I'll work that night. You know, that's what. Oh, no. What happened? It stopped recording. It stopped recording. Anyway, we'll just keep talking. But yeah, we stopped. We stopped recording. Um, because, the, the video. Because apparently I'm uh, still out of uh, I'm out of space on my phone. Mm-hmm. I thought I freed up enough, but maybe not. Well, we'll anyway, see. we'll yeah, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. So, um, but anyway, so we would get together once every few months to talk about our schedule, right? And so that was, that really felt like a team, yeah. you know? Yeah, for well, sure. Well, those ladies and I, we have not gotten together since the beginning of the pandemic. And um, so that means that my team, um, I haven't seen in right. a couple of in the, a couple of years, you know. Even though, like I said, we're a team. Right. We, when I work, they're not working. Right. Because that's the whole nature of the right. of the job. So uh, when we would see each other, would be at these great little dinners where we would vie for you know time on the on mm-hmm. the schedule, and um, and so that's been hard to lose that little yeah. that little connection. Little, little, um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't go to church anymore. I don't. I'm. You know, I was always drawn to women's ministry, not because women's ministry was all that, but because we were a team. Yeah. And it was nice to kind of plan sure. things for other people to bring joy to other people. Sure. Well, it's like why Rotary clubs exist. And exactly. Stuff, you know. Exactly. So. And you see, and quilting bees, and because mm-hmm. um, people yeah. need community, and people need teams or gangs or clubs or well, and that is why we struggle you know. with gang um, mm-hmm. violence and stuff mm-hmm. in our city. We have a lot, and the main reason that we have so many gang, uh, so much gang activity, is because we have so many people from so many different countries that have all migrated here to the Central Valley. Yeah. And so those people are caught between the old ways and the new ways, and they're just trying to find their people. And you've got young people Mm -hmm. whose parents are still very much in an old uh, or in their previous country's kind of lifestyle. Right. Because that's where they grew up. Yeah, they're just in their in their culture. In their culture, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not bad. But now you've got their kids who now are here in a completely different culture. Trying to figure it out here and navigate what's going on and here. Try, yeah. And so mm-hmm. they end up forming gangs. Right. Because they're just trying to find their tribe. They're just trying yeah. to find their people. Yeah. You know, that's all that it is. is we, because really, I mean, being part of a team is really a beautiful thing. It's like, you know, when you're in a band. Yeah. That's a team. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's way more fun to be part of a band than sing with a karaoke track all by yourself. Absolutely. You know, it's way, way more m- more um, invigorating and just soul-satisfying to make music with other people and know that you're all together and you're all listening and you're all hearing and if one of you is out of sync, it's not going to, you know, you all have to be there together. And 
Yeah. That's a, a And if one of you does team. mess up, uh, first of all, somebody else is going to be there to kind of mm-hmm. carry you. That's right. In that, else will in have that your mess back. up. Somebody else mm-hmm. will have your back. Exactly. Or you can just kind of look at them and make it seem like they're the ones who made that mistake. <laughs> Pull the attention away right. from you. Hey, why did you hit that note? Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't the right note. Yeah. when you know that you were the one that hit the bad note. Exactly. Um, so so there's so much value in being a part of a team, mm-hmm. and for me, that is what brings me joy. So so during so now that it looks like well, we're still in the pandemic. Yeah, obviously, you yeah. know that's that's you know, but as. Hopefully, we're coming out of it. Yeah. Hopefully, some of our teams are going to be able to, you know, reassemble and rebuild and, you know, kind of find their vision again. I Yesterday, I went to a yoga class, and I loved what the, the young lady who taught said. So she's um, she's engaged, and they, they actually own the studio. So it's her and her fiancé, and she was saying how her fiancé is the one with the vision, but she's the team captain. <laughs> and I thought, that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. And so which one am I? Like, am I, a, am I a visionary? Am I the team captain? You know, am I, you know, I don't know. It just gave me a fun thing to think about in terms of, like, building what we're doing here. And, like, am I, my husband and I, we're kind of trying to do things together. Yeah. Is one of us the visionary, one of us the team captain? Am I both of those things? Can you be both of those things? You know, how, how, what role would I give myself? I don't know. Well, I don't know. In watching you, I think that you um, have, you kind of, you know, in some aspects of it, you're both. In mm-hmm. some aspects of it, he's both. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I see you guys do a, a lot of um, push and pull and, mm-hmm. and kind of lift up one another and mm-hmm. encourage one another. You're opening up a new space. Yeah. You know, I don't know who among you first said, hey, let's try to do, let's open well, up another space. Well, what's interesting about that is when I go back you know, 20 years, and I look at this little business plan that I made. Um, it says on there, you know, because ter- I was just dreaming, right? Yeah. And I was just kind of brainstorming. I put, you know, have a have them franchise, have the voice shops be franchised, and yeah. have, you know. So even this, in, in, in a certain way, that part of that little fantasy at yeah. the time dream is actually coming true. We're going to have two stores. That's We're gonna awesome. have two schools, yeah. um, two locations, and and um, some when somebody said to me, "You're going to be um, being a light in another part of town, oh, you know, or like it. a light here, yeah, where we are here, and it'll be a light in another part of town." And so I like thinking about that. So that's awesome. You know, you and Tom, though, you guys, same thing. You know, I mean, you're a family, you're a team. One of you, who's the visionary? Who's the team captain? How does that all work? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it depends on the it depends on the project. I think it depends on what's happening. I think that, you know, he got a job where he worked out of town when our kids were pretty young, mm-hmm. and so he had to spend a lot of time out of town. So I was kind of the captain of the home front. Yeah. And I was able to stay home and raise our children. And and when I did go to work, it was while the kids were in school. And so there was a lot of there was a lot of me having to make decisions Mm -hmm. um, just because he wasn't always around. Right. 
And then he was able to come back home and work from home okay. uh, for for the last yeah, 20 years or so. Is, he's been working from home, right. uh, which has been awesome as right. well because now he's around and he can kind of, you know, we can tag team a lot. Right. Now our kids are out of the house for the most part. Yeah. Um, the pandemic has brought, you know, everybody kind of back together. But, right. Um, but we're able to tag team a lot. Yeah. And so it kind of depends on the project. Um, he's great at remodeling and, I know. And, and building. And we remodeled so our bathroom and he did all of the work. Get your, your, your dream kitchen. My kitchen. I know. I need to get my kitchen Because done. that would bring you joy. It would bring me joy. It would bring me joy. That, that would, would totally bring you joy. And, and the and project I can, itself. I can see you doing like a little Instagram Miss, Miss Liz's kitchen. <laughs> well, and the project <laughs> itself would bring me joy. The project of mm-hmm. creating and putting up tile and, and ripping things out, all of that brings me joy. Mm-hmm. I love, I, I, I like yard work more than I like housework mm-hmm. because yard work is constantly changing and growing mm-hmm. and I can watch things mature and I can watch things change. Right. And so I love yard work. Housework, it's the same thing all the time. The right. laundry never changes. The cleaning the toilets never change right <laughs> just get dirty and then I have to clean them and then they right, get dirty right, again right. and so it feels um it feels stagnant yeah you know yeah. doing housework kind of feels stagnant but yeah. doing the yard feels uh, ever-changing yeah I can and, see that I can see that and so the idea of remodeling my kitchen is very exciting to me and we, I would love should, to like you should, had a, a sledgehammer yeah, and we should figure out how to do that I know I know we totally need to get that done so that brings me joy there's a lot of things like I said my grandson brings me joy but knowing that there are people around that are dependent on me as much as I'm dependent on them mm-hmm. is the kind of environment where I where, where I you, flourish. Where you, where you thrive. Where I flourish. thrive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It really is. Because yeah. I like having I like having deadlines. I like having other people rely on me to get something done by a specific time. Right. If I don't give have that deadline, I might not get it yeah. done. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people operate like that. Yeah. I enjoy I, sewing, but if it's not for like a, a specific event, mm-hmm. I, I might not get it done. I have a piece of fabric that I bought in, I think, 1994, maybe 92. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> well, that's what you've been thinking about it for a long every, time. Every few years, it changes. <laughs> I'm going to make a skirt. No, I'm going to make a dress. And then I gain 20 pounds. No, it's got to be a skirt. And then I lose that 20 pounds. Oh, no, it's now it can be a dress. I mean, it yeah, kind of yeah. depends on yeah. what my body looks like at the time. Yeah. But I still love the fabric. And I totally want to make something out of it. It's white with a blue paisley, all Ooh. over navy blue paisley. Ooh. And it could be very, it could be very, um, I don't know, it could be very sophisticated. Yeah. It could be kind of, it's kind of a linen. When you a linen when you sew, Liz, do you get patterns or can you just... A little of both. Do you just but, like look at it and go, okay. Well, a little of both. I'm better with patterns. Okay. I do. My daughter has been sewing since she was about six, and she doesn't. She doesn't use patterns most. She can use patterns. She's very good at using mm-hmm. patterns, and but she also is very good at just figuring things out. Wow. And she's she's very tactile, and so like she wore this. She made this prom dress one time that she wore that I think 50% of it was just safety pinned to her body. Wow. It was 
awesome. That's so cool. Awesome. And she just wrapped it and tucked it and sewed it and stitched it and she kind of sewed it onto her own body. It was fabulous. And so she does that kind of thing really well. I'm a little bit better with a pattern. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I used to, I could sew crafty things. Yeah. You know, I don't know what that would even looks like, but crafty stuff. Right, or right. One year I did sew my daughter and I little matching Christmas dresses, but they were, it was easy. There was no zippers or buttons or anything right. like that. Just kind of like a jumper. Right. You know, and, and so... I mean, I can do simple things like that, but it's been so long that I don't even know if I pulled my sewing machine out, if I remember how to thread the stupid thing. In the 90s, I made so many dresses for myself and my daughter and my niece that were basically just the a t-shirt mm-hmm. with a piece of with fabric the, on the bottom sewn on the bottom and then I would take some of that leftover fabric and like use uh, uh, the iron on fusible uh, mm-hmm. you know and put it onto the shirt so that it matched the, yeah. the skirt so that it all kind of went together or sometimes I'd cut the sleeves off of the t-shirts and use some of that skirt fabric to sew in little ruffles on the sleeves and so I did that I mean and then in the 90s, it was really hip to add shoulder pads into those T-shirts. Right. You know, and so then I would tuck in my little shoulder pad and have wow. my little T-shirt that's, with that fabric skirt. Amazing. <laughs> Doesn't that bring back memories? Yes, it does. But, but, that, uh, but that probably brings you joy doing those kinds of things? Well, especially when it's for my daughter or for my niece. and or somebody when, else. When they were little and I would make them little matching things, that, mm-hmm. that brought me a lot of joy. So again, I think that that is a reflection of the team mentality, yeah, yeah. Of, the, of, the, of the family yeah, mentality yeah. That, I, that I want to have. And so I want to know that I'm a I want to know that I'm a part of a team. So like finding out, because this is something I found out a couple of years ago that was one of the most painful things that I've ever discovered, is finding out that a portion of the family had been getting one piece of information from my (laughs) mother-in-law and I had been getting a different piece of information. Okay. That was, that's a kind of thing that will crush my spirit. Okay. And it's not because I feel like I was lied to, which I kind of do, but it's like, but what it makes me feel is that I wasn't a part of the team. Right. Why did you give them this information and me a different piece of information? Aren't we one family? Aren't we one part of the Mm -hmm. team? And so that is the kind of thing that will crush my spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Crush my spirit. So I feel like you and I both have some homework. Okay. Which, and I think it would be something that everybody can do. Okay. You know, and that would be to like really, really try to figure out what are some of the things that bring us joy? You know, what are the things in, you know, for me personally, what are the things in my life that I'm doing that don't bring me joy, that I'm doing because it feels like I have to or, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I, I mean, and I'm, because I'm so busy, I sometimes don't even know what I feel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just like literally going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And I don't even know, I don't have time to breathe in between. And like, is this even bringing me joy at all? What, what, what is my purpose in all of this? Yeah. Busyness, you know? And so, so yeah, I, I mean, I think as, I, I mean, I know that 
everybody kind of struggles with trying to figure out exactly what brings them joy and peace. And, you know, I have this little thing on my desk that's like, what do I want for 2022? Well, I want health and well-being. That's what I put. Right. And that means mental health, spiritual health, physical health, and just having a sense that all is, is well, no matter what's going on. Right. That just all is well. And, you know, that could be tricky. <laughs> right. <laughs> to, right. Especially for an empath. Yeah. You know, who, who carries, yeah. Because uh, um, all is not well. Right, in the world yeah. and in, in yeah. society, yeah. In, in the places that we love and the places we went to for comfort and for healing yeah. are, are no longer safe, no longer feel safe yeah. for us. And so there's a, yeah, there's a lot of that. I feel like there's a, a season of change is coming mm-hmm. uh, for me, you know, mm-hmm. for I've... me specifically. Um, and for a lot of people, I mean, I have felt this for a while, that there's a season of change coming. Mm-hmm. I think that... Uh, the pandemic was a, a gift in so many ways mm-hmm. to kind of usher in this season yeah. of change. I, I, I watched a program this morning on the news, or maybe it was yesterday, about a young man who um, was told during the pandemic he he was a nightclub owner. And he was told that he was a non-essential worker. And something about the words non-essential really messed with him. Yeah, And he... I, I mean, I can, I mean, as I was listening to him talk, I could, I, I got it, you know, and that helped him. And he took that, you're non-essential, and he became essential and he turned his nightclub into a grocery store. That's awesome. And he became wow. an essential worker. Wow. And it made me tear up listening to this young man talk about that, about how that, it like, it. It was a good thing to hear. Yeah, right. It was hard and good, all on the same right. thing, you know. Um, did you ever hear of the book? Um, Marlo Thomas wrote a book years ago, and I have a copy of it. I ordered it, and it was it's about um, people saying the exact right words at the exact right time that were pivotal words that really just stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beautiful book, and she talks about moments in her life and then tells stories of other people who had, it was just, just the right words at the right time. Yeah. And um, the other night, and, and this brought me joy, so that's why I'm, I'm thinking about this, but the other night um, we were at a dinner, and it was a dinner with um, a group of women and our leader, who's a man, who in our deconstruction journey, and we took this little six-week course. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we were having our final dinner together and to just kind of tie it up and say mm-hmm. bye or whatever. And um, this man's wife, who, I mean, I don't want to mention names. I don't know why, yeah. but um, she, that happened with me. She said something to me that was like, words that I needed to hear. It was like the right words at the right time that I needed to hear. And we were talking about this idea that um, sometimes because of social media and because what we do in our lives, we can't say what we would really want to say. You have to be super careful. I mean, I'm a business owner, so I have to be careful about what I put on social media in terms of my opinions about 
political issues mm-hmm. or religious issues or whatever. I need to kind of keep a safe boundary right. so that I, because I, I mean, I wouldn't want to be offensive anyway. Well, you don't want to offend. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. It, but you want to be true to yourself yeah. and yet not be offensive. Yeah. So there's, it, it's there's a balance. A, there's mm-hmm. a weird balance. And this lovely woman said to me, she said to me, Debbie, as long as you are teaching music and putting love and beauty in the world f- through music, you are allowing people to connect to God. You are giving people a place in their life where they will connect with God. And that, to me, was... It, like, took away the the angst that I feel that I feel like I can't ever say anything. Yeah, right. Because I want to so much say what I feel about my deconstruction journey. Right. But I really can't say what I really want to without it potentially freaking people out. (laughs) Right. And so hearing that, it... It felt like almost like a like I could feel a physical thing go into my heart and into my chest, and I immediately felt my eyes well up with tears. Yeah, and it 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 gave me a a sense of calm and peace and well being and joy that that's awesome. I'm on the right track that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in my life, and that I don't need to worry about my opinions or whatever. And I am where I need to be. That's awesome. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. And and I think knowing that you're on the path of where, like knowing that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in life is a place of joy for me. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it helped. Mm-hmm. It helped me to know that I'm on the right path. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So, so you know, where what are we doing with our time and and. Are we doing what we know we're born to be doing? That's, I don't know. That's a question. That's our homework. That's our homework. And it's my, for me too. Yeah. I have the same homework. I love it. You know? I love it. So. Yeah. I, I do feel like there's a, there's a season of change coming. And yeah. I, even in my job, which I love, there's a lot that I love about my job. Uh, but I also, I, I also am not really a part of a team. And I may need to find another outlet mm-hmm. and find another job, uh, mm-hmm. someplace where I can can just be more of a more of a team player. Yeah. And and you know what? Uh, you remind me that something that broke into my soul when I was like 13 years old. I remember sitting, I, and I think I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. I was sitting outside at the playground at my school, Fresno Adventist Academy. I remember exactly where I was sitting. I can even tell you exactly where, what I was wearing. Oh, wow. I had elastic waist pants and they were like bell bottoms and they were made out of polyester because I had grown four and a half inches in one summer and didn't have any clothes that really fit. And there I was sitting there behind the baseball diamond and this like second or third grader came running past me and just stopped and looked at me and said, you're the ugliest person I've ever seen. And they kept running. Oh. And I thought to myself, one of these days you're going to see me on TV and you're going to regret saying that. And I don't know. It was instead of taking that like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I'm so ugly. Instead of taking that like that, I thought that was the, you know, like the, the non-essential worker. Yeah. It was like saying, 
No, you know what? I may be unattractive right now because I'm 13. Yeah. But one of these days, you're going to see me on TV and you're going to regret. And, you know, for 10 years, those Save Mart commercials ran and I was the spokesman for Save Mart. And I said, fast in, fast out. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so I did that for, you know, however many years that was. But I often thought about that kid. Yeah. Did that kid see me on TV and think, oh, that Save Mart girl's kind of cute? Yeah. Um, you know, did did that mm-hmm. ever happen? And did they know? Because they don't know that that was me. I'm sure that they have no idea right, that that right. was me. But you know it was you. But I know it was me. And it put inside of me this little fire mm-hmm. to kind of be the best that I could be, to take care of myself, mm-hmm. to, um, you know, and I wish I'd been able to go to school and study acting. I wasn't able to, but I wish I had. Right. But I wasn't able to be- for financial reasons. Mm-hmm. Or there was a lot of things. But... I, what I can do is I can take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I can put myself out there. Mm-hmm. I can make myself available. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, you know, go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I can, right. I, I can learn from directors and producers and direct, you know, and directors and, and be in there, be around people that are better than me. And listen, Deb, I am surrounded by people who are better than me. So and am I. I Love it. Yep. So am I. And I love it. And they make me. They make. They me, make you better. They make me better. And yeah. they make me want to be yeah. better. Yeah. You know, because I want to. I want to be better for them. Yeah. That's why being a part of a team is so important to me because I. I want to be better for them. Right. For this wonderful man who owns the theater down the street. For the wonderful man who you know directs the theater, who lives in another state but still has his name on the theater. Mm-hmm. These people are important to me. Yeah. I value their opinion. I value what they've taught me. Yeah. And I want to be better for them. That's awesome. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, I think that's a great place to, to end our, our, our show today. Yeah. <laughs> and go out and, fi- and figure out what brings you joy. Mm-hmm. and Do your homework. And pursue that. Pursue it with passion. Mm-hmm. Um, because if, if you have joy, and I know that if I have joy... I can bring joy to the people around me. That's right. And when I don't have joy, I'm no fun to be around. That is right. I can attest to that this morning more than any other day. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed our, our little show today. Yeah. And, um, we're just happy to be here. So we get another day. Yay. Love you all. Love you all. Bye. Bye.